0: kids mad witty is back in the house
1: oh we so mad (laughs) witty
0: we still so mad witty dude can i just first and foremost apologize for our absence i know people were like begging for the brown kids but we had to take a little break all right life is life it's uh it gets busy
1: throats had to be healed teeth had to be removed things have been moving
0: it's true man i had to get over this cold and it's Black History Month, so what better time to get started? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. For people who are new to the pod because I think there's a few. We got some new subscribers, Jay. We got new followers.
1: Woo. I'm so glad you're on top of that social media game.
0: Social media's important, dude. Um I would tell you how important it is, but you won't care. So <laughs> that's all right. No. I won't. Uh but so for new people, I'm Patrick. He's Jay. Just a, a little bit about us, I'm uh, my brown is black and Latino, and I'm an educated black and Latino man who is uh, going to film school, doing the big thing down here in SoCal, man. And uh, my man Jay, his brown is what? Say it loud, Jay.
1: South Asian. South Asian
0: in the house. Totally
1: different kind of brown. And what
0: do you do? Are you an educated... Uh... Are you an educated brown man?
1: I'm kind of educated. I did go to medical school, so. Yo. uh, But that's a very useless type of education for talking about culture.
0: I mean, you know, I'm a psych major. What do I know?
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: So that's us. Guys, welcome to the pod if you haven't heard it before. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, you can follow us on stuff. Go to our Facebook, our IG, our Twitter. It's at madwitty everywhere, M-A-A-D-W-I-T-T-Y. And uh, if you want to hit us up in a more lengthy, old school way, you can send us an email at madwitty at gmail.com.
1: And we love that email game.
0: Yo, we love it so much. We're going to tell you how much a little bit later, in fact, so stay tuned. So that's enough of the preamble, because I haven't talked to you, Jay, in a minute, and I, I just want to jump into some stuff that I know we've been holding inside <laughs> that we've been waiting oh. to talk about until now. <laughs>
1: We about to blow up.
0: So before I jump into the big topic of the day, I want to just briefly touch on the Grammys that just went down. So for anybody who doesn't know, there are a lot of dope nominees this year in the major categories. Uh we had your Jay Z, your Lord, your Kendrick, your uh your uh who am I forgetting?
1: Your are SZA? Come you're on. SZA. you SZA. Oh, me? sorry.
0: My, my girl SZA. My bad. My bad. My,
1: yeah. my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Should she you even be al- talking about this?
0: <laughs> she wasn't up for Album of the Year, so it kind of slipped my mind. But you're right. I think a lot of people would feel there was an upset in the biggest award of the night, which was Album of the Year, uh, because Bruno Mars swept every category that he was nominated in, including that one. Took it And home.
1: who the... is Bruno Mars? You know, I'm just... <laughs> I, it's going to take a lot of work, but I'm going to regulate my language. But, like, yo i am mad oh i'm so mad are you mad i'm mad and i'm not waiting today no i'm just mad
0: (laughs) well tell us why you're mad about bruno taking home the gold dude oh
1: yeah no you know like i you know respect for bruno you know he put out a dope song like people dancing to it that's cool everyone should dance like we should have songs like that but this is album of the year like What does that mean? Album. Like, this is more than just a collection of songs. Like, anyone can put out a collection of songs. And anyone can put out a collection of songs people can dance to. Maybe not anyone. All right. But a lot of people can do that. (laughs) album of the year. This should represent something so much more than just a collection of songs. Uh, This has the potential to rise above just a collection of instrumentals and lyrics. Uh, This has the potential to delve into deep themes, into connecting with the audience in ways that other artists are unable to. There should be uh, a claim given to those that can connect uh, streams of life that otherwise remain disconnected. These are all things that my man Kendrick did and did like nobody did, across the board. Man, I was I was looking before before we did this pod. Pitchfork, NPR, they both had number one spot for Kendrick. Both had a number two spot for SZA. Neither of them got shine. Neither wow. of them got shine. All right, Rolling Stone, Kesha, Kendrick, Khalid. Billboard didn't even have Bruno listed at the top. Like, Bruno was not on these lists. Like, what is happening? Please explain to me, Patrick.
0: Man, I wish I had a solid answer for you. I think uh, it really just came down to... There's pressure on these academies to nominate people who the culture is pioneering and championing. But there's not as much pressure to actually follow through and reward these people for their work because it's not safe. And people in these academies are listening to other people, and they hear what they're saying. But that doesn't mean that it resonates inside of them. So they can give them, we'll call it a cookie, and we'll nominate Kendrick in every rap category. And even give them Best Rap Album, because who cares about Best Rap Album, really? I mean, thank God they're paying attention enough to not just tick off all of Black America by giving it to Macklemore Volume 2. But, God, man, I mean... It, it wouldn't even have hurt me so much. Like let's say Ed Sheeran was up for album of the year and he won it. You know, at least that would like. Okay, they picked the white choice, right? Whatever, it happens all the time. I wish they would have given Lord the white choice this year, but whatever, doesn't matter. What really got to me, okay, and I hate to do this because Bruno's Bruno's brown, you know, brownish. <laughs> Bruno's brownish, but his entire album, his his whole shtick, I would say post like uh, Do Up and Hooligans. Is that that's what the album was called? Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's his debut.
0: Yeah. Everything post that has been distilling this Motown Philly sound into something that's palatable in 2015 and beyond, whenever that album came out. And his uh, 24 Karat Magic, is what the album is called now, right? It's It was the pinnacle of that sound. And he he did a pretty good imitation of it. I'll give him that. But I, I just cannot stand the idea that they have issued actual, uh, relevant Black culture for an imitation of throwback black culture without even, I mean, thankfully, Bruno acknowledged that what he was doing was sort of a tribute to Jimmy Jam and the crew. But no one else is thinking about that. No, you're, you know, your, your white friend's mom dancing in her kitchen, listening to Bruno Mars is not thinking like, man, I love Jimmy Jam. <laughs> you know, thank God Bruno was paying tribute to Jimmy Jam. That's just not a thing that happened. Uh, so I, I can't even give them credit for that. And that's upsetting to me. Um, I don't think the fact that Bruno is aware of what he's doing makes it okay. Um, But I also don't necessarily want to completely blame him because he's not the one who gave himself the award. He's doing what he wants to do people are entitled to do what they want to do. I just think it's unfair that we continue to award people who are not on the cutting edge of music in the Super Bowl of music, which is the Grammys.
1: Preach Patrick, preach. Um, You know, and like, I think this ties into another point, like, you know, at the very least I hate the whole Macklemore-Kendrick thing, and like, I hate how he put that on blast on Twitter, like he texted Kendrick and all that, but like, at least he acknowledged that was not his award. You know, and I right. arguably bruno should know that that was not his award like every other album that was nominated was better than his album i don't care who we meant to give it to but he should have said I, I don't know he i feel like he should have said something like man there were some amazing albums that came out this year like it it just blows my mind um there's there's no way he walks up there and thinks like i had the best album it's not true and he he has to know that he has to know that
0: i don't know dude <laughs> he can be like yo i've been in the super bowl halftime show twice oh my how god how times has kendrick he really? been in the super bowl halftime show <laughs> has he really
1: oh my god kendrick is not yeah, yeah. safe for the super bowl like there's no way he's ever gonna be in the super bowl um which hey okay. don't tell
0: kendrick what he can't do bro
1: Oh, I'm not. I tell
0: Kenny what he can't.
1: Do. Oh, I'm not. I'm not telling him what Did he can't. Did you see do. that
0: opening performance? Did you see the opening performance, though?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I saw that opening performance. Like, okay, yo, but you, like, okay, so just for the audience. So I sent Patrick this, like, this article, like, back in, I don't know, uh, three months ago or something, um, where it was like, you know, we can't keep depending on Kendrick. Like we can't keep asking him to represent the culture, represent the movement, represent like everything that's counter to our current socio-political environment. Uh, We can't rely on him because it's not fair to rely on him. And yet, even though it's not fair, dude constantly is stepping up. He's always stepping up. Like, that performance was bonkers like oh my god this guy this guy and okay and i know this is gonna tie like (laughs) straight into like this black panther thing so why don't you why don't you take us there take us there
0: look at you with the segues i love it and you're right that's exactly what i wanted to talk about today is what it means to depend on a, a single entity in black culture to sort of represent everything else that's going on in the culture is that fair what does that mean and I think it's only right that Kendrick is a part of the film equivalent of what his music has represented in this last year, which is Black Panther. And if anybody's been living under a rock for the last six months, Black Panther is coming out this month. Early screenings have already happened. Critic screenings have happened. Um, supposedly, it's going to be dope. It's going to be as dope as everyone's been saying it should be. But I, I wanted to talk about, is Black Panther too big to fail? Pretty much. Um, I want to talk about why do people care about it? I want to talk about what do people hope that this movie accomplishes is it possible for it to not accomplish those things and what happens if it doesn't and what does it mean for black culture moving forward so i just want to set the stage with that and please continue with counting on kendrick and what do you what you think that means positively or negatively and if that also corresponds to black panther
1: this is a beautiful stage that you have set for us Patrick. It's just it's just gorgeous. It's just this is this is the exact things that we should be talking about in this current moment in our current environment. Like this is exactly what we should be talking about. Why is it that Black Panther is such a big deal right now? And I love this question about is it too big to fail? Um I think it is maybe one of the most important questions we should be asking um, about, you know, what this what this movie means and and why you know, maybe, maybe it should or shouldn't be too big to fail um, so, you know just so people know, like Black Panther has surpassed all other superhero movies in pre-sales uh, there's insane predictions for the opening weekend and so, you know I almost wonder, like does it even matter if it's like, quote unquote critically good you know um there is something really important that this movie is going to represent this is going to you know like whether or not the movie is actually good there is something powerful that's about to be represented that black is beautiful that black is powerful that black is regal these are things that that our current moment in history needs like we need this right now and and i mean that in all senses of the word and so whether or not this movie is quote unquote critically good i think you know tying into like the importance of having different forms and different ideas of representation we've had lots of movies that have represented like the history and the trauma of like the, the black past. You know, we've had like movies like The Help. We've had movies like 12 Years a Slave. We've had movies like Django Unchained. Like, we've got these things that have explored that past. Now, let's look at like what black power and blackness can be and the beauty it brings inherently. I think that that is so important. Um, you got things to say, man. So I'm going to stop talking. Jump.
0: No, that was, you actually teed me up perfectly because. The reason why I think Black Panther is so exciting to people is because it's not about the Black past, it's about the Black future. And the Black future looks so good, man. And I just wanna, first of all, talk about what's leading up to Black Panther, and I think part of what this whole momentum has been about, and that is, so if you flash back to Moonlight. Moonlight was coming out, nobody knew about it. Nobody really cared. It was it had indie buzz, so if you're into the indie scene, you kinda knew it was coming. Chances are you hadn't heard of Barry Jenkins. Um, He had a really cool um, indie movie before that, um, called Medicine for Melancholy, that few people saw. Um, But it was good. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out in retrospect. But Moonlight had very little black buzz, let alone global buzz. But it slowly built. Black folks were like, yes, we're dope. We look beautiful in this movie. This is amazing. Get Out comes out. Black folks immediately support. The world eventually got on board, and by the world I mean non-black people. Uh, Because not only was it a black movie, it was a great movie. Which, when black folks want to cross over it, we have to transcend. We have to be bigger and better than everything else so people will come on board. Now, those two movies, critical acclaim. Get Out is up for Best Picture, Moonlight won Best Picture the year before. This is leading into Black Panther. The first major Marvel superhero to be black since the resurgence of the MCU. We're not going to count the Wesley Snipes Blade movies, even though that is just a whole separate pod in and of itself because Wesley Snipes is like the man for even making that happen. Oh, and for those who don't know, Wesley Snipes wanted to make a black Panther movie like 15 years ago and no longer, maybe 20 years ago. And it just never happened uh, because you couldn't get that made. (laughs) So sorry. Also, uh, Spawn was a black superhero back in the nineties that nobody supported. Nobody went to go see that movie. It was also a bad movie, but (laughs) I'm just saying we've had, (laughs) we've had some, some good black superheroes, um, uh, anyway, <laughs> hold up so, is, so
1: one of the things that we haven't talked about, and maybe it's because it's not a movie, and it's just a TV show, quote unquote. Just, I mean, it's the era of Netflix, so I feel like just a TV show is like a whole has a whole different meaning. But Luke Cage,
0: yes, and which Mahershala was also in. So that you know, that's mm-hmm. a tie into Moonlight. Yeah. Um, Luke Cage. It was having a, a moment, but there there were some issues with. I think it has to do with the issues surrounding the. The marvel netflix universe and how that doesn't necessarily connect into the zeitgeist the way that a major motion picture release does um so there is a subculture there that like is like yes luke cage is definitely like rapping for us it's a great show i mean i think consensus is like mostly positive about that show
1: yeah well one of the one so I, the reason i bring it up is like so like I, I agree so it doesn't like tie into like the marvel cinematic universe um because it's a tv show Um, You know, the TV stuff all has its own little universe that it runs in. Um, But why do you think, what is it about Black Panther that is so different than like what Luke Cage could have been in regards to hype and power and um, perspective?
0: Well, the Coogler effect cannot be ignored. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Coogler's been going hard in the paint for black folks from Jump. Uh, Fruitvale Station was just a taste of his genius. And uh, then he parlayed that into Creed. He took a white property and made it into a black film, which is very difficult to do and hopefully sets up what he's about to do with Black Panther. Uh, and I'm not just caping for him because he's a Trojan, and so am I. It's, you know, this is it's <laughs> real stuff. <laughs> it's deeper than, than the red and gold Um But I think that has a a ton to do with it, especially when it comes to the immediate support of the black community with this property, because it could easily be rejected and be like, you know, you're pandering to us. This is going to be super corny. Like we're not all going because it's not Chadwick Boseman because we're not all going out to go see Marshall and the uh, whatever the uh, James Brown movie was. that I'm forgetting. And uh, the Jackie Robinson movie. We weren't all like, yeah, let's go watch those. That no, that's not that. So it has to do mostly with Coogler, I would imagine. And the trailer, the trailer looked amazing. Yeah. So it so, wasn't it wasn't sight unseen. We had to have evidence and when we had that evidence, yo, we're in.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think so I think you're bringing up a really good point because like one is is like the power of cinema itself and like the the much larger like imprint that that can have on on popular culture. And then just like this is this is the The period of superheroes. Like, Marvel is on top of its game. This is like the moment to capitalize. Everyone is excited about superheroes. Like, what is this confusing moment in history um, where everyone is like up and excited about supernatural things? And so I think that the other thing that this is bringing is like, this is. This is fun. Like superheroes are fun. And we're about to bring a black superhero in the mix. And it's about to get real fun and real dope (laughs) and real cray. And I think that that's adding to like the excitement. Because this is just going to be, it's going to be, we're not, we're not, we're not going to go in and sit down and like moonlight is amazing, but it's hard, you know, like you got to, you got to stomach it. Uh, You got to sit through it. You got to feel it. Now this this time you can go in and you can have fun. Like you can go in and you can just enjoy this. And I think that's part of what's like pulling in people from kind of all walks um, to get excited about this.
0: Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. I just want to piggyback off of that and say when I talk about harder films like 12 Years a Slave, etc., a lot of the pushback I get, especially from non-black people, is like either they couldn't finish it, or they didn't watch it because it's it's really hard to get through, you know, it's just too much pain. Like, we get it, you know, I, I don't want to revisit that. First of all, that's a whole cop-out that I, I don't even want to talk about right now. It really makes me sick. But that's a reason why this, something like this can be effective and successful. Because it eliminates that entire excuse. It's like, hey, we're all digging superheroes right now, okay? And also speaking to that, we've had superhero movies in the mainstream consciousness for 20 years now. It's, it's gone through ups and downs as far as public interest, and I think lately there's been a, a bit of a growing fatigue factor um, in the public consciousness, and that's another reason why delivering something fresh like this now boosts the interest level, because it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we get it, alright, superheroes, but when you see the trailer and everything is completely different, it's a new reason to go to the theater and slap down your $14 and be like, yeah, okay, let's do this. This is a new journey. I'm willing to go on this adventure. Okay, so I wanna talk about now, so the second factor, I think, that, or not even the second factor, the X factor that we're not talking about in all of this is the Kendrick tie-in to Black Panther. Am I right or am I right? Let's do it. <laughs> so I didn't think people could be any more stoked about this movie, okay? Until the announcement that Kendrick was doing the soundtrack came out, and I, I just, I, I just didn't even know what to do, man. I, I texted everybody I could. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you saw this, right? This is real. Because <laughs>
1: I am not hallucinating, Jay- <laughs> right? It's not just that I want this so bad that I've lost my mind, right? <laughs>
0: It just sounded like something the internet would make up. You know, like, okay, who's the dopest black dude out right now? Okay, obviously he'd be connected. to, the, yeah, yeah. But no, it was real. And uh, this goes back to something that you and I were talking about recently, Jay, which is Kendrick's output cycle is supposed to be over right now. Like, he put out the album last year. He, uh, he toured for a little while. He got nominated for the Grammys, won some Grammys. That's usually when you... Either go away for a while or continue to go on tour for the summer and then go away and figure out your life for the next couple of years and then come back with more stuff. But Kendrick is like, no, nah, this is way too important. So I'm going to extend my cycle and put out some more music for you, basically a whole album for you, uh, because this moment means so much to the culture. And this guy just, like, just, he just continues to come through. And it, it makes me a little bit nervous. I, I, I confess this to you recently. I'm a little nervous for Kendrick because he's never had a misstep, as far as I can tell. There was a little bit of pushback on the um, the Photoshop comment in Humble. But that even that just blew over super quickly. And uh, I just feel like he's overdue for some nitpicky thing that the internet's really gonna go hard on, and I, he just so I kind of want him to go away before anything bad happens. But I'm glad he's still here. Don't get me wrong; I, I want him here. I'm just worried for the man's safety. Is all I'm saying.
1: I think that's that's so well put. So like I think that this is, uh, this this parallels to like that moment like with, with Kanye. He was in the public's eye for so long, like back to back to back albums through with graduation, and then he had this really bad trauma happen. His mother passed away. He put out this album that people got real confused by. Like, what's happening? <laughs> um, and uh, so, anyways, I think I think that that you know, the, the a moment in which like people suddenly get confused by Kendrick is is due, um, and I'm nervous about it. Uh, but I think that you know let's let's say that the black panther soundtrack is whack let's just let's just pause it that okay. it is all right let's just he messes it up all right um and this becomes like his misstep you know all right it's cool like the the movie's gonna hold its own you know kendrick has a misstep it's cool he he goes away he goes away for a little while recoups does his thing Does the thing that Kendrick does, comes back and shows us that he's still Kendrick. And I'm cool. Like, it's fine. Like, we can't expect him to be flawless. We can't expect him to be perfect. I think that we do have that expectation of him at this point. Like, that's three insanely good albums in a row. Like, arguably all three are classic, but that's like a whole other conversation. So, like, he's... He's due to let us down. And it's it's okay. It's okay if he does. Like, he's not perfect. And he, more than anyone else, knows that and accepts that. And it's actually for that reason that I know he's not going to mess up. But, you know, that's another thing. Um, so, yeah. You know, it's cool. It's okay. You know, Kendrick? It's cool. It's okay.
0: Okay. Well, that, so I have the same questions about Black Panther as I do about the soundtrack. Which is, does the, the actual quality of it affect the level of support For either project going forward or either people either person involved in the project going forward so as black panther the character and the franchise suffer if people aren't that into it because let's face it the critics who've seen it mostly aren't black so when black audiences watch this if they're dissatisfied in some way i for some reason have very uh i have a high amount of confidence that that won't be the case but let's just say for argument's sake that it is black folks are dissatisfied with the movie or the soundtrack will it affect the, the place of those characters or Kendrick in the zeitgeist will it affect them negatively at all?
1: so here's the thing like whack for Kendrick is gonna be relative, you know, and so like True. whack for Kendrick means he puts out something average i like I, it's it's like li- I think it's like actually impossible for him to put out a bad project like he's he's not gonna put out a project that doesn't make sense that doesn't connect in some way. there's gonna be some relatability there's gonna be some understanding he gets our current moment and so even if the project is like. "Quote unquote bad for Kendrick, it's gonna be a fine project, um, and so I don't think that's gonna negatively affect him that much. Like maybe some critics like will have him drop from God status in their eyes, and you know they'll deal with that when his next album comes out. But and I and I don't think that if the album is average, it's gonna affect Black Panther and vice versa. So like if the album's amazing and Black Panther's alright, I don't think either one is actually gonna end up affecting the other that much. If one of them is good and the other one's average, so I think." it's okay. And I think that if Black audiences go to Black Panther and they're like, eh, this is alright, this was still a really big important moment um, of representation. And like, I think that at the end of the day, the whole Black is beautiful, Black is powerful, Black is regal will still come across and it will still be important and it's just another stepping stone towards the next project that will actually accomplish it um, successfully. Um, And so in all ways, I think that these are all steps forward and I don't think it's going to take away. I don't think there will be negative effects even if The projects are average because I really, again, at this point, it's just not possible that these projects will be bad.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you, actually. And I'm, I'm curious about so the next project that's coming out that comes to my mind that sort of embodies the same theme that Black Panther, the movie stands for, which is black regality and the importance of having well-rounded and well-represented Black people in pop culture is Ava DuVernay's A Wrinkle in Time, which comes out very soon. Do you think the success or failure of Black Panther directly impacts A Wrinkle in Time? at all? Do you think they're two separate things? Are we at that point where we can be like Black Panther is its own thing? A Wrinkle in Time is its own thing? Do you think they're cumulative at all?
1: Yeah. So I, I just think that those the two movies are just going to be so different and like are going to be like pitched to different audiences. Like Black Panther is being like pitched for everyone. I think A Wrinkle in Time is going to be going to have a little bit of like a younger demographic it's going to pitch to. And I don't think it's going to have as much of the universality that Black Panther has right now, especially in the moment of superheroes. But, I mean, I guess we'll see. Like, I don't I don't actually know. I want to ask you a question, though. So, we're...
0: Hit
1: me. Yeah, we're, we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about, like, the importance of Black Panther, the importance of this movie and this album in regards to black culture and, like, kind of bringing black people up. So, one of the things I want to know about... What do you think? Like, do you think Trump supporters are getting in line for this movie? Do you think that they're going to watch this movie? Do you think that... And again, I say Trump supporters, I actually mean this in as much of an empathic way as I can. Like, these are people that are across the aisle. You know, there's a lot of people that are, that fall into this category of being supporters of of our current president. And like, do you think these people are getting in line watching this movie? And is it going to impact them in some way if they do?
0: Well, I think um, we're at a point now where the public support for Black Panther has taken on a little bit of political context, and that will make it harder for Trump supporters to go and watch the movie because I think it's sort of been acknowledged that going to see the movie is making some kind of statement, and for a Trump supporter to go see the movie, they would have to be co-signing that statement. They can't, like, earmark their money and say, this is not for black people. This is just because I wanted something to do on a Saturday. That's not how that works. So... It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them. I don't think it affects the bottom line any harder than it did for, say, Get Out. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure a Trump supporter wasn't going to spend uh, their weekend watching Get Out. Um, and Get Out did just fine. So I don't, I don't even think that's... I mean, monetarily, it's not a big deal. Socially, I mean, I don't think it's going to create any more division than already exists. I don't think it's going to do any healing. I mean, we've already seen... Uh, groups that are trying to undermine uh, Black Panther's reviews online, just in an effort to uh, be anti-black, <laughs> just because. Um, yeah, if for people who don't know, there's a whole alt-right campaign that was on Facebook to get um, the Black Panther reviews to tank, and Facebook finally like did a good thing and shut it down. Um, they finally like exerted their power. But yeah, there's efforts like that all over the place. So I don't. There's really no answer, honestly. I don't. I don't think it's gonna do anything either way. To tell you the truth. I think, um, I think there's a moment happening, and people... The war is usually with people in the middle, and a Trump supporter is not in the middle. So the reason why things have a larger swell of support than they usually do is people who are apathetic are energized to do something. So I think a lot of those apathetic people are on board with the Black Panther rollout, and that's part of why it's such a huge deal right now.
1: So... I have a, I have a follow up question. Um so Hit me. Do you think that Black Panther should be doing a better job of gathering or trying to create interest within that demographic of Trump supporters? Like, is there a role for Black Panther to be playing to do, to do that? Uh, And the reason I ask this is I think that, you know, when we talk about like what's important and what, what this movie does for the culture, like, I mean, one, it's lifting up black people themselves, but like two, like this is an opportunity to create empathy, understanding, and, change perspectives for people who otherwise see things in a very different light. And again, uh, it's this is not meant to be blaming, but it's just like, there are people that are racist, um, that exist in the world. Um, and I'm not saying that one movie is going to change that, but maybe one movie can, you know, inch them in a different direction than, than they're currently in or currently heading. Um, and so, you know, Does Black Panther have a role? The importance of this movie within black culture is like undeniable. So should this movie or should people that support this movie be doing a better job of trying to market to people who support Trump?
0: I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on that one. I think it goes back to what you were saying about are we asking too much of Kendrick? I think that would be asking too much of Ryan Coogler because I think... The point of this movie is to be something to black people. I mean, okay, the bigger picture, the point of the movie is to make money. Let's be real. But <laughs> the, the sub picture is this is supposed to be something to black people, to empower people, to represent them in a way that they haven't seen before, which was the first thing I thought when I saw that trailer, because usually what happens, and I talk to directors about this who say the exact same thing, is that you you get on board with the project, you have a meeting When you're about to direct it and you say, I want to have colorblind casting and I want the lead to be a person of color, you know, whatever, whatever. Studio's on board with that. But then when it comes to casting the rest of the film, lots of white faces. You know, so the colorblind casting is just with that one guy or one woman. If you even get to have a woman who's of color, that's crazy. And uh, Cooler was able to do that, probably because it serves the story. It takes place in Africa. You know, it's hard to be like, everyone's white in Africa, unless you put it in South Africa, I guess. But he was able to, to create that for people. And I think that's his only job. His job is not to do that and to make uh, angry white people happy or to be inclusive to angry white people. Now, Ryan Cougar did say he wants everyone to watch this movie and to enjoy it. And that's why he made it. Um, that's a very political answer. And I don't blame him for saying it. I don't know if like in his heart of hearts he's actually like crying over the people who are upset about this movie um, I think he feels the opposite actually but I, can, I don't know I don't know the man so I don't want to speak for him that's just my feel that's how I would feel if I were in his position so does that answer your question what What do you think about that
1: yeah I I, I disagree with you yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It doesn't happen Eat very up, often. dude. Why
0: do you disagreeing? So
1: I actually think first of all you identified such an important point, which is that uh, it's a it's a good reminder. Hollywood's out here to make money. They're not out here to save the people. And so let's it's a good it's a good reminder that like even even people like Kendrick, like they are he's benefiting significantly from the important cultural pieces that he creates. Um, like these people are making money. I'm not. I'm not discounting the important role that they play um, in lifting the culture. But like, it's a good reality check for us all to remember that. And then, secondly, I would say that I'm not saying that these cultural entities are responsible for um, trying to unify. Um, our country, like that's an impossible task and that's ridiculous to ask. But I do think that there is some role for those of us, like on the ground floor. Like I'm not saying it should be Black Panther's job, but I think it should be the supporters of Black Panther's job to be like, let's reach across the aisle here. Like this, this is this is a, an important moment where, like, the the beautiful thing about art and the beautiful thing about products like Black Panther is that I can technically what I should be able to do is like text my buddy. Like let's assume that I had a friend who was Republican, which unfortunately I do not, but I'd be like, Hey, yo dude, like let's go watch this movie together. And like, let's talk about it after. Um, and let's see kind of where we land. And like, it it creates an opportunity for conversation that otherwise doesn't exist because other things are so divisive, like trying to talk about, trying to talk about, um, you know, cops shooting black people, like, it's 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 already divisive. It's not you can't even have that conversation because we're already on two separate sides of this coin. And art offers a really unique opportunity in which like we're going there to enjoy ourselves, and then it gives you a platform for discussion after. Um, and you're already both kind of like you're connecting. On this piece of art, you know, like whether or not you both enjoy it or not, you're connecting because you're able to have, you're able to have a discussion about it and you're able to talk about like how you feel towards it. And it gives like this unique platform that otherwise doesn't exist in our current sociopolitical environment that I think that at the very least supporters of these platforms should be leveraging to promote conversation.
0: So what do you think it is about Black Panther that would promote that conversation if you took your... Your 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 white right wing or alt right leaning homie to the theater. What what about Black Panther is gonna <laughs> create dialogue for you guys to talk about? Uh, I mean, we just the plight. Yeah, and how they should come over to the light I like side.
1: I mean, so I mean, we we just we just spent like what however many thirty minutes talking about Black Panther, right? Um, and so I think that it's all of these things that we're already talking about. And you bring these things you bring these things to the fore in ways that are hopefully non-threatening because you just watched a really fun movie that kind of highlights these things. And it's like, oh, what did you get from that movie? Here's what I got from it. I'm not saying that we're going to heal the environment, but I'm thinking that if you promote the conversation in ways that are non-threatening, that then you t- you're taking steps towards healing, which is actually... You know, I feel more and more threatened by how divisive our environment is, and I'm, and I'm scared for it. And I think that these pieces of art provide unique opportunities for conversation that otherwise don't exist.
0: I'm down with that. Yeah, as long as the onus is on people in a grassroots way, I'm totally cool. I, I think putting the onus on an artist to solve the world's problems is asking too much. Totally, um, completely agree But if, if that's not what you're saying, then I totally agree
1: That's not what I'm saying, yeah, because it, I think it is unfair for us to ask artists to solve the world's problems When we have elected um, officials to do that, and yet they just keep, you know, messing it up
0: If they only knew all they had to do was just take their constituents to see Black Panther See, that's what fine. I am
1: saying, like, you know, like, I have your Republican congressman Gather his <laughs> constituents, and they all go watch Black Panther together Like, yo, man, who knows what could happen
0: um okay well let's wrap this up i just want to say i'm super excited about it i don't think it's going to um solve any white problems but i think for dang sure it's gonna start solving some black ones and that just makes me happy as as a black person who's just getting their foothold in this industry i am so excited about the momentum that is starting at the top of this year because things are just they're about to get lit, bro. I can't wait.
1: You know, Patrick's about to capitalize on this. Oh, he about to blow up. Let's do it. I'm trying to see that. You know I'm trying to see that.
0: Man, Black Panther's coming out. Will Smith is on Instagram. Life is good, Ooh. man. <laughs> Life is good. Um, So, yeah. That's going to do it for this rendition of uh, Brown Kids, Mad Witty. Woo! Hit us up on the social meds. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Mad Witty. Email us at madwitty at gmail.com. And for Jay Gandhi, this is your man, P, signing off for Brown Kids. Peace. Later, y'all.